Hello, and welcome to the Mindful Coping Podcast, Amplifying Voices, where I feature various voices in the mental health community to create safe spaces of dialogue and growth. I'm Reese Moon, a 16-year-old teenager from Southern California diagnosed with Tourette syndrome and OCD, and I founded Mindful Coping, a platform dedicated to providing free and accessible resources regarding mental illness and, and mental health. You can check out my content on my Instagram at Mindful Coping and my website, mindfulcoping.net. Today, I'm so thankful to be joined here today with The Recharge Project and Portia, who is an amazing creator of the incorporation dedicated to empowering youth through grief, losses, and trauma using free, unique monthly programming, genuine support, and mentorship. So to get to the interview, Portia, how about you introduce yourself? Hi, first I would like to start out by saying thank you, Ree, so much for having me. For sure. Um, I'll, I'll start out with a brief introduction of myself. Mm-hmm. My name is Portia Effinger. I am uh, Atlanta resident. Um, I started and founded the Recharge Project Incorporated for youth that have experienced the loss of a parent. We launched last year. We cater to the needs of kids that are grieving loss. And that could be um, anywhere from the death of a parent, from whatever situation, or uh, long-term imprisonment or something of that sort. Um, Mm -hmm. Our main goal is pretty much to have monthly meets, uh, focus on the mental rehabilitation process of those kids and raise awareness to that they do have voices and their voices do matter. So I'm very, very excited to be doing this interview today. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, So moving on, how have you been personally managing your mental health during this crazy quarantine? (laughs) Um, I think I've had a very unique (laughs) situation being that um, I have the opportunity during my off time to work with the Recharge Project, um, working with youth and empowering them. But also in the middle of that, I'm a nurse practitioner So (laughs) I get to be in the middle of the chaos. (laughs) So um, I'm really grateful for uh, the opportunity to be on the front lines of everything, being able to um, really motivate my patients and Mm -hmm. encourage them to stay safe and trying to keep myself sane in the middle of it. Um, just seeing the stories and hearing other people's stories about what they've been going through uh, really motivates me to really want to motivate others. So I really find my strength in um, in connecting with other people and motivating them. Um, I found a lot of peace in, in I guess, a play on words, <laughs> recharging, yeah. recharging yeah. others. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible how you're how you're able to apply what you've um, done and your work with the recharge project with your own nursing. And I, I have huge respect for you, especially during this pandemic. And I know it must be a huge amount of stress on especially medical workers. So thank you so much for your service and your work every day. Absolutely. Thank you so much. The next question I have is if you'd want to share any specific tips about how you've been coping or how you've been prioritizing mental health. So um, what I have done to really keep me grounded is me time. (laughs) I believe self-care is very, very important. That has been number one um, for me for a while now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I believe during this pandemic, it has really been in the forefront and should be in the forefront of everybody's agenda. You Mm -hmm. have to realize that um, life happens 
things go wrong, things go right. But no matter what, you have to always prioritize and put yourself first. So that has very much so been um, very important um, during this whole pandemic of working in the middle of it, being on the front lines, um, being able to pour into others. You have to always pour back into yourself first. So um me being able to take time for myself, whether it's 30 minutes a day or me taking a full day out of the week for myself, mm-hmm. that has really kept me grounded. Yeah. Wow. I really, really like sort of that emphasis on how you're doing personally, because I feel like with my school and a lot of my activities that I do outside of school, I find myself, you know, comparing myself to others. What are they doing? What are they doing? And how can I, um, do what they're doing and compete because mm-hmm. I think especially in, in my high school dynamic, there's academic competition and social competition mm-hmm. and all of those different aspects that I think me and a lot of my peers, we often overlook that idea mm-hmm. of taking some time to, you know, think about how I'm feeling and how I can prioritize my own health. So Absolutely. So mm-hmm. And I've, and just to piggyback on what you just yeah. said, um, I know that teens, they focus so much on competition and comparing their comparing themselves to other people and that is very very overwhelming (laughs) that's very very stressful so um in that sense uh doing the self-care and prioritizing focusing on yourself first you need to be your your top competition be the best version of yourself every day that you wake up don't try to compare yourself to someone else compare yourself to who you were yesterday so that tomorrow you can be a better version of you. And that is the number one thing that really should keep you going, not comparing to see, oh, can I be better than this person or that person? Can I be better than I was on yesterday? So um, that's that's another PowerPoint, a a very, very strong point that I try to emphasize with my kids as well, Mm because it's hard. (laughs) It's really hard. I totally agree. That leads pretty well into our next question, which is what specific areas of mental health really interest or concern you the most? Um, Well, self-care definitely um, interests me the most, but uh, what concerns me the most is the shun and the stigma around different mental health illnesses and issues. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that people don't want to talk about certain topics, the yeah. fact that topics are taboo mm-hmm. and people think that you can't say certain things in certain yeah. audiences. But I feel like we, especially in the middle of this pandemic, is very important for us to to remove those stigmas and talk about mm-hmm. and voice our concerns and our feelings so that they can be addressed, whether it's to a healthcare professional, because I love my patients to be able to be open with me and talk to me about whatever. Um, whether it's with a healthcare professional or whether it's with a family member or a friend, you have to always be able to voice how you feel and, and not only voice how you feel, but actually feel like you're being heard. Yeah. So um, that's, that's very, yeah. very, very important that, and that may, that, that really concerns me because um, that's the forefront of our program, making sure that kids are being heard and they feel like they have voices because when you don't feel like you have a voice, that's when you tend to veer into things that that yeah. shouldn't happen and, I agree. and um, you get distracted in so many other ways. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to point out how, you know, 
it's so important to have that support system. And I've been having that conversation with a lot of other content creators and mental health advocates, but I really like how you emphasize that not only are you putting in trust in other people, but you're also seeing that, you know, they are putting that same effort and love into you. And I think it's so important to reciprocate feelings in order to develop, you know, really safe and sustainable bonds that can help you through difficult times. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So my next question is, what has your journey of mental health and awareness been? Um, I feel like it's peaks and valleys. Yeah. That's the, that's definitely the, um, I guess that's, that's, <laughs> that's the perfect description. Um, as with life, bad things happen, great things happen. Um, at the end of the day, we have to take it as it is. So each day it's a new journey and you decide how you want to overcome whatever obstacle that comes your way. So um, in that you can have great moments for months at a time and you can have down moments, but it's very important for you to always look back on those great moments um, where you actually overcame something horrible. And that is what motivates me the most. So yeah. being able to to do that is everything yeah and especially for for me where I experience a lot of you know ups and downs with my own personal condition and mental health I have noticed that it's super helpful for me to look back at the times where I was able you know to best control my symptoms or compulsions or obsessions and then sort of think about what in that time was different or how can I, you know, apply a more positive mindset like it was there to help me progress forward with mental health. So absolutely for sure. Um, Memory uh, is the best, is the best motivation ever. (laughs) (laughs) I completely agree because just remembering those times where I was able to cope better and how I'm Mm -hmm. able to apply that super, super helpful for me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The next question I have for you is sort of in the direction of mental health promotion and your own program, the Recharge Project. So what was sort of the inciting incident in your life that made you want to start promoting mental health? So uh, what really made me focus on it was a personal life experience. Um, I believe sometimes we go through things in order to teach us, guide us, and um, show us either our purpose or motivate someone else in in a sense. And it was me experiencing loss and overcoming that loss. Um, I don't know if you you had a a moment to look up uh, the story behind our organization, but um, I think my most tragic moment was in 2013 when I lost my best friend and my goddaughter. Um, and at that time, um, I was just trying to figure out how could I get through my career? How can I, every single day that I went to work, I was reminded of, uh, mm-hmm. of loss and, um, being working in the ER with little kids and working yeah. with teenagers, them talking about loss all the time, um, loss began to consume me. Yeah. And so <laughs> instead of taking that valley for what it was, I decided to figure out how could I overcome come that. And then loss came again. I lost my stepfather back in 2017. And my little brother is eight. He was eight at the time. Now his birthday is, is today. So he turned 12. Oh. And I tried to figure out how could we 
get him to overcome his loss as I was seeing other kids struggle with with suicidal ideations and attempts as I worked in the ER on a day-to-day basis. Um, that really was a, a struggle for me. So um, I decided to figure out a way that I could outreach and help him to connect with other kids in the community so that they won't feel like they're alone. So yeah. um, my brother is my motivation yeah. <laughs> for, uh, for everything, um, definitely for sure. But um, I, I also take pride in being able to just have that that integrity and being able to reach out to other kids and know that I make a difference. Um, even if it's just one child, um, that definitely makes a difference to me. Yeah, and I, I completely want to applaud you for your noble actions with regards to helping your brother. And I know it must have been a difficult time for yourself as well. So it's super honorable of you to do that. And I'm very uh, surprised and inspired by that. I also, you know, want to point out how that might be especially pressing during the pandemic where people are losing people around them, friends, family, family members, people that they love. So it's such an important, um, topic that is really affecting so many people today so thank you so much for that the world is literally like I said all the time the world is literally grieving and it's so important for us to be able to refill our cups um Mm -hmm. by something whatever it is whether it is taking a walk in the park whether it is taking a drive two or three hours away, whether it's talking to a family member and just sitting on the phone for hours at a time, you have to figure out a way to recharge. And that is literally uh, my goal is to figure out how I can be able to empower those that have experienced that loss, that are experiencing that grief um, Mm -hmm. and that are trying to overcome some type of trauma because life does happen. And if we figure out how to, to overcome those obstacles when we're in our youth, then um, the sky is literally the limit. Yeah. I, <laughs> I really like that metaphor of, you know, re- recharging because it may seem, and I've experienced my own loss with family members. And it seems like at, at that moment, you don't know how your life can continue, but there's always things to help you move forward and recharge like your organization's about. It's right. The next question I wanted you to ask is a little more personal. So I don't want to like, you know, uh, impose or force you to take out all the details, but if you could share some of the more personal struggles that you're going through and what's been on your mind recently, especially because of the pandemic and such. Yes. Um, well, (laughs) it's, it's quite a few things that are on my mind every day that I go to work. Um, it's something, um, when we talk about politics is something yes. um, you have to come home and, <laughs> and, you know, deal with family and try to encourage them and empower them and then still stay grounded yourself to, to wake up the next morning and go through it all over again. Yeah. Um, but uh, I would definitely say that um, what really sometimes overwhelms me is uh-huh. trying to figure out how to make an impact and trying to help and pour into others and uh, and trying to figure out how to to make them want to pour into themselves as much as I want to pour into them, because no matter what you want to do for others, and, and if they don't want to do it for themselves, no matter what you do, yeah. um, it can be difficult and overwhelming. So, 
Um, when I say that, I don't just say that for, you know, family members. I also say that for my patients, mm-hmm. um, encouraging them to stay safe in the pandemic and encouraging them to um, be open minded to the vaccine and the cure and mm-hmm. um, encouraging them to, uh, to to stay safe so that we can overcome this and and seek medical help and attention if they need it instead of, you know, um, feeling like mental health and, and mindfulness is a taboo topic. Yes. Um, it's just, it's just trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like struggling yes. with yes. that. So it's like figuring it out for my patients and then trying to, to stay grounded for myself and, and still like letting them know that, you know, therapy is necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Talking to someone is necessary. You have to be open. We're, we're going through something. We're going through times right now, um, with with racism, with uh, with with politics and riots and um, a pandemic, most people in their in their lifetime probably won't ever go through a time that we're going through right now. Yeah. So uh, mental health is is at the forefront of what we're experiencing right now, and mm-hmm. um, just trying to get people to get on board with being open to how they feel and being a change agent for themselves uh-huh. um, is, 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 is much so my passion. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And I always like to think that this pandemic is not just a, a one-sided pandemic, but like you said, it's a pandemic for mental health wellness as well. And I've experienced, and my friends as well have realized how you know pressing it was as opposed to there's sort of a huge stigma behind mental health and being vulnerable and sharing mm-hmm. your experiences. And I think that something special has been starting to happen and it's not Absolutely. completely fixed yet, but I have never seen such a growing force of people online, sharing their experiences, sharing resources, being more and more interconnected. And I think that's one beautiful thing that's come out of this pandemic through social media, Absolutely. we're able to create things like positive change. Mm-hmm. and especially, you know, talk, talking about the pandemic as well. Um, I think we've reached, unfortunately, and sadly, a tragic point where most people and many people have uh, individuals in their direct circles or acquaintances they know well who have been suffering from the pandemic or who have faced repercussions. So the virus is just becoming more and more personal to people every day, in addition to you know, the numbers skyrocketing. And then just like yesterday, the chaos that we saw at the Capitol, it's a, a whole bunch of added stress and it's super impactful. And I, I think that you are, you know, always thinking about how we can pour into others and also think about pouring into ourselves. I, I love that phrase. I'm going to use that from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. You definitely have to fill up your cup. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> And that, you know, sort of perfectly ties into the next question that I have, which is what steps are you taking or have you taken to sort of put you on that track to mental wellness? Um, I would definitely say uh, journaling. <laughs> yes. Um, journaling is everything. Writing mm-hmm. it down. Um, words of affirmation are so powerful. They yeah. are powerful beyond words. Um, yeah. And then I have to say, knowing when I feel like it's too much, oh, uh-huh. you know, it's very important to know yourself and know who you are. Hmm. And so when you get to that point where you feel overwhelmed and you know, it's too much for you, don't be too prideful. Absolutely. Hey, I need to, you know, call the counselor, call your therapist and say, Hey, 
um, I need a session. And me being able to be vulnerable with myself and be honest with myself, knowing when I have my breaking point, um, because so much stuff is going on. It's, I mean, so much stuff is overwhelming. Um, Me being able to know when I need to press reset and pause is very important to me. Yeah. I, you know, once again, uh, I'm in huge agreement with you. And I really think that we need to work as a community to reduce that stigma around mental like health awareness and therapy, especially. And, you know, this is not a political podcast whatsoever, but coming from an Asian American household, an Mm -hmm. immigrant household, there's definitely a big stigma because we've sort of been raised and, Oh, just push through. Everything will be okay. Just Mm -hmm. walk it off. But that's, such, you know, a short term mindset that has horrible impacts over time, because it's okay to want to reach out and get help and build those relationships. So I hopefully we'll see that stigma changing in a whole bunch of communities around the world. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Especially in our minority populations, definitely yeah. um, working for that. I completely agree. Um, there's so, so many, you know, tragic statistics about how mental health disparately impacts black and brown communities or how access is disparate for various groups. And hopefully, you know, we'll continue to fight for change and equity in our nation. The next question that I have for you uh, sort of ties back into the um, outreach and how we can move as a society. And I wanted to ask you what resources and particularly free and accessible ones would you share with our audience and our readers to help them put themselves on their own track to mental wellness and coping? Um, if we're talking about um, kids, because kids mm-hmm. is, kids are my passion, teens are my passion, um, use, your, use your family. Mm-hmm. Let's start mm-hmm. with that. Um, don't, be, don't be ashamed, especially teenagers. I feel like they're so prideful and they don't want to talk to their parents. Uh-huh. Um, use your parents as a resource. If you're going through something, don't be afraid to talk to them about it. Because sometimes they have been through it or they felt something similar. Um, so one, use use the circle that's around you. Um, you're blessed with it for a reason. Um, and two, uh-huh. uh, you know, healthcare is, you know, it's it's hit or miss. Unfortunately, our healthcare system, it it fails us in so many areas. But if you do have mm-hmm. accessibility to uh healthcare then whenever you go to your primary care appointments or you go to your doctor's office, if you need to talk to someone, they have plenty of resources in mm-hmm. the area um, to be able to, to refer you out to a counselor or a therapist. Unfortunately, you're, you're only allotted a certain amount of free uh, services throughout the year, but they also have support groups. Find your support mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. Facebook has billions of support groups. Um, Instagram has billions of support groups, people that are going through similar situations. And I, I admire you for starting um, oh, and, so and being so vulnerable with your, uh, your condition mm-hmm. and letting people, you know what I'm saying, connecting the community. Yeah. But that is a number one resource. That's something that's free. It doesn't cost you a thing to get on there. 
mm-hmm. um, get online and, and, and connect with others that have experienced the similar situation as you. And mm-hmm. you don't have to know them. They can be around the world on the other side of the world, but uh-huh. you have someone to relate to and be able to voice to. You cannot be silent. You have to speak up. You have to voice what's going on because you cannot uh-huh. hold it in. We have to be cognizant of what's going on in our minds. So completely agree. Uh-huh. And I just want to, you know, take this time to also say that the recharge project is an incredible resource. If you're a child dealing with, you know, grief or loss of a parent, and I was looking through your website earlier, it's, it's incredible the work that you've put there and your story. And I'm, I'm so inspired by all that you do. So thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And, um, now for a more lighthearted question, if you could tell us three fun facts about yourself. Fun facts about me. Mm -hmm. Um, I love art. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love painting. Um, You'll see a lot of my my, uh, events that I host monthly with the kids are usually, they usually have to do with art because I, Uh I feel like art is the perfect expression of the unsaid words and feelings of our heart. So, uh, so art is definitely a, a love of mine. Mm-hmm. I love traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, traveling is definitely a passion of mine. Um, and I just love helping people. So those are definitely my top three. <laughs> Wonderful. And um, my next question is, what are three takeaway points that you'd like to share with the audience or the readers that really sum up your main ideologies and things that you want to put out there? Uh, top three things is mm-hmm. no matter what you're going through, mm-hmm. um, never feel like no one is listening. Your voice does matter. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, it's okay to feel or acknowledge uh, whatever feelings you have. Um, and if you feel like you're feeling overwhelmed, it's okay to reach out for help mm-hmm. because your mental health matters. Yes. And at the end of the day, no matter what's going on in the world or, or the chaos that's around you, you matter. So um, those are my three takeaway points. Your voice matters, your mental health matters, and you matter. Mm, wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> and as just, you know, a last final question, what would you like to promote and how can me and the rest of our audience find out more information about you and your organization? Of course, I would like to promote me. (laughs) So I would love to promote my organization, uh, The Recharge Project. You can follow us on Instagram Mm -hmm. at The Recharge Project. You can um, look us up. um, Check out our website at www.TheRechargeProject.com. Click on the donate button if you like to contribute to our cause. Uh-huh. We not only impact the lives of children in Atlanta, but we also do outreach in Africa. Uh, we are in the process of uh, sponsoring a clinic that's opening and launching next month to wow. uh, contribute to the underserved populations in Uganda. So I'm really excited about that. So being able to touch lives from Atlanta to Africa Uh is very, very Uh much so uh, (laughs) exciting to me. And I hope it's exciting to you guys enough to donate, donate, donate. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll put all of those links and handles in the description when I release the podcast, but it's truly an incredibly noble and 
just impactful cause and that Atlanta to Uganda and Atlanta to Africa shows how people around the world are dealing with a lot of the same problems. And in so many ways, our lives are different, but they're also so, so similar in so many ways as well. So I just really am in love with your whole idea of, you know, recharging people and plugging in back yourself after a moment of grief or filling back your cup. And I really think that's an incredible message to spend and distribute, especially during this time. So I will put all of those links in the description. Yes. Thank you so much for coming today on our podcast, Portia. Um, It was incredible to talk to you and I'm, I'm incredibly inspired by your story, your message, your drive and your passion. And I just want to say that I'm so thankful that we're able to use social media as a valuable resource to talk. And I just want to encourage everyone who's listening to check out these resources and also realize that, like Portia said, you're not alone and your voice matters. So thank you everyone so much for coming to this episode of Amplifying Voices. Oh